Hello and welcome to Horseport Ireland's first podcast, an exciting new initiative from HSI. I'm John Kyle and in these programmes we'll be bringing you interviews with equestrian experts. But at this critical time for the sport and the industry, we thought it was appropriate to start with a discussion with Horseport Ireland CEO, Ronan Murphy. Ronan, thank you for joining us. Obviously, the coronavirus COVID-19 is uppermost in all of our minds at the moment. Perhaps you could just tell us a little bit about how this is affecting you personally. I guess I've been fortunate, John, in that we've been able to move very quickly to facilitate remote working for the majority of our staff at Horseport Ireland. And we have an incredible team there and they're very, very adaptable. And we were able to put in place very effective mechanisms and hardware to ensure that people could work effectively remote. One of the problems we've had, of course, is that you don't have the personal contact with Mm -hmm. the team. So we've had to resort, like everybody else, to digital meetings and Zoom to have our regular catch-ups and meetings, etc. And I think we're just learning how to adapt to this new normal, as people call it. Uh, it's just the way we're working is, is different. And that's brought its own challenges. But I think people have been very adaptable. So I, I think it's been, you know, from a family point of view, my, my kids ride their pony and they, you know, they are trying to keep things as normal as possible at home here. My wife is a teacher and uh, luckily we were able to, you know, help the kids with their with their schoolwork, etc. Things seem to be operating as normal as we can. And I think that's the same as any other family at the moment working through this crisis. You mentioned there the kids at home and I think Horseport Ireland's got some fantastic assets online in their kids' corner on the website. Ronan, I think it could be fair to say that your short time at HSI has been marked by great change, but great success. I joined Horseport Ireland in August 2017, shortly after the government had published the Indicon report on Horseport Ireland. And uh, prior to joining Horseport Ireland, I was CEO of Weatherby's Ireland, a thoroughbred stud book and DNA testing laboratory business. So I had a good background in the, I suppose, equestrian administrative sector, but also really enjoyed the opportunity to bring learnings from the thoroughbred world to the sport horse world and vice versa. And the synergies between the two are are remarkable. Before I joined, I, I had counted 13 different reports done on Horse Sport Ireland since it was established, all saying very good things, but, you know, lacking some sort of cohesive mission and vision for both the organization and for the industry. The Indicon report gave us a very good platform and basis to set about addressing our structures internally and to look at putting in place a basis for sweeping reform of Horseport Ireland and of the Ford Horse sector. So we set about implementing the Indicon recommendations very quickly. And I, as you say, I joined literally Dublin Horse Show 2017 And by the end of that month, we had made a submission to Sport Ireland for the Tokyo cycle. Shortly after that, our senior show jumpers won the gold medal in Gothenburg. So it was really an exciting start to to my tenure there. We continued implementing Indicon for approximately 10-month period. And by August, September of the following year, the new board was substantially in place. And I think that was the basis then for really focusing on the strategy for the organization and for, for the industry. And we have a, we're very fortunate in that we have a very professional business-focused board, an excellent chairman in Joe Reynolds. We're really moving at a pace. All the previous work in the reports on Horseport Ireland contained excellent recommendations and um, analysis and insights. But bringing it together as a plan, which was costed, timed with deadlines, etc., that was missing. 
and strategic plan that we have at the moment is, is very clear. Our mission is to, to lead the sector and enable it to fulfil its potential. And our vision is also very clear and simple. We want to have the best riders and horses in the world. And that's what Horse Sport Ireland is really about, delivering on those areas. Ronan, obviously high performance and high performance success, like qualifying the three Olympic teams, is a huge keystone for HSI. In the current situation, obviously things have changed with the postponement of so many international competitions, but there's still a lot to celebrate. Obviously, the global disruption as a result of the pandemic has resulted in a, a postponement of the Tokyo Olympic Games. And at this time of the year, we should be now in the final stages of organising the logistics or transferring our horses and riders and equipment and everything to, to Tokyo. I think you know, the positives here are that we, we still have three teams qualified for the Games. And that's the first time in our history that we've achieved that. We're one of only eight countries in the world to have all three equestrian teams qualified. The eventing team were Ireland's first qualifiers in any sport for Tokyo. And obviously, team and individual medals and triumph followed up again by an individual medal at the 2019 Europeans shows that eventing is in great shape. Show jumpers then kept us all crossing our fingers until the Nations Cup final in Barcelona and then qualified in style by winning the final. The fact that we had missed out in Tryon and Rotterdam is more a testament to the high standards we compete against. The Barcelona victory and other eye-catching results on the Longines Nations Cup circuit means our jumpers will go to the Games with great confidence. The dressage programme, that's a particular uh, highlight in that in... December 2017, when we had a dream of putting together a high-performance program for dressage that could possibly uh, field a team that might seek Olympic qualification. And, that, and that, that was the vision at the time. The dream became a reality in Rotterdam. It's very rewarding because when I look back at the other reports, etc., and analysis on Horse Sport Ireland, dressage isn't really mentioned. It didn't have uh, the footprint that it deserves. And that's despite the fact that we've had some fantastic individual performances at major championships and uh, Olympic Games over the years. So it's, it's really encouraging to see that programme deliver qualification and to build. And, you know, as a, a national affiliate, it's one of the fastest growing uh, equestrian sports we have. Participation numbers are increasing all the time. Also, I, you know, I think the youth programs and the success we've had at all age categories, pony, children, young riders, etc. That has been really uh, exciting. And when we look at our youth riders uh, and our uh, youth teams, those are the Olympians of the future. We don't have everything right, but we certainly uh, are on a good journey uh, on the high performance programs. And the support that we've had from Sport Ireland has been integral in delivering uh, those successes and structuring the programs in a way that can deliver at the highest level in the world. That being said, there's no doubt that these restrictions on competition, on movement, on our daily lives are going to have an effect on a high-performance programme. I think the challenge now is to ensure that we maintain the momentum that we have with the high-performance programmes and all of our high-performance directors and support staff are doing that remotely and working very well with the athletes at the moment, keeping the spirits up and the focus. A big unknown in all of this is the return to activity on the international side, which is the, the you know the schooling and training ground for horses of that and riders of that calibre. The programmes are in good shape at the moment. 
Um, and we're very fortunate to have people like Michael Blake, Dali Koskaden and Johan Hinneman and Deborah Pipers on the Paradressage in charge of, of the programmes. We have some world-class high-performance directors which are instrumental in developing the strategy and driving those programmes forward. The international situation is obviously quite complicated, Ronan, with different countries moving out of lockdown at different timetables at different scales. As an organisation, as a high-performance structure, we have athletes in many, many different territories. We have our international and high-performance athletes in particular spread all over the world and competing and operating within the guidelines of the countries where they are based. Many of our high-performance jumping athletes, for example, are based in, in North America at the moment. And you'll have seen from the excellent training videos and that they've uploaded to the Horseport Ireland portals during the lockdown that they've all been working on you know their horses and the flat work and etc and sharing that with with our community i think it's a little early to be definitive about what's going to happen in the second part of this year vis-a-vis the fei international programs and yes we could have um and irish riders winning competitions again in the very near future um uh, around the world but in line with the regulations that are imposed in each of those countries. Of course, there is no high performance without the horsepower. And for that, we're, of course, incredibly grateful to our breeders. And Horseport Ireland has this almost unique situation of being involved in both sides of that equation. Absolutely. I mean, the breeders are, and I've said this many times, they're absolutely the engine of the industry here. We're very fortunate to have this dual role in that when we look at other federations around the world, Uh, with the exception probably of the German Federation. Most federations are only focused on the sport. And, of course, the cycle involves both breeding, production, and and the sports side of business. Um, Ireland has a tremendous history in breeding sport horses, a really fantastic history. And if you take the period from 2010 to 2019, during those years, there was a 58% increase in the number of Irish sport horses registered with the FEI. Also, you know, last year at the Manakin World Championships for Young Horses, Irish horses and riders claimed four of the nine medals, World Championship medals on offer. And, you know, three uh, of our winning riders were under 20 years of age. So it was an incredibly successful Lanarkin for Irish bred horses and Irish athletes. The generation interval in breeding and producing horses to world-class standard can be quite long. So these young horse classes are critically important to us. But we must link that back to the breeding programs as well to ensure that we're breeding for the marketplace and that we're supporting our breeders with technology, advice, everything that's required to ensure that we maximise our chance of success. And we're competing on a very large global scale when it comes to producing show jumpers and event horses. And indeed, we, you know, I've I said recently also that we should be looking at breeding programs for dressage horses. Uh, I think there's an opportunity for us there on the back of the momentum we have now with our high-performance dressage programs and our national dressage programs to really look at breeding top-class dressage horses and producing them uh, here in Ireland as well. So it's, it's an exciting time for the breeding industry, but there's a lot to do. And, you know, it's very much a focus in our strategic plan of what we're trying to do as, as we move forward. Of course, we've already spoken about it briefly, but perhaps now would be a good point to just summarise how COVID-19 coronavirus has affected the horse sport industry so far. 
I think, you know, like all industries, COVID-19 has had an unprecedented and devastating effect on, on the sector. Effectively, the Ireland has been at a standstill since the restrictions originally came into place. And of course, it is correct and right that public health and uh, health and safety is number one priority. And that's the, the equestrian sector has been and the sport horse sector have been really supportive of that. I've gone on record as saying how proud I've been of the way that our industry has actually come up to the mark and taken responsibility for their actions and um, adjusted their business model to facilitate coming in line with the, with the restrictions, etc., that are in place to protect people and to protect their health. Having said that, our industry is worth almost uh, $900 million to the uh, exchequer each year in direct expenditure, uh, we, we represent a sector that's twice the size of the sheep sector in Ireland. Um, it's an incredibly important uh, industry. We directly employ almost uh, 14,500 people. We affect every town parish in, in, in the country. Um, and, you know, our, while our breeding sector has been able to continue under the um, equine farming and the Department of Agriculture have assisted to ensure that the, the breeding industry continues uh, at the moment, our production of horses, um, training, schooling, uh, riding lessons, all the other parts of our industry have effectively been uh, on pause uh, since, since the restrictions came into place. Uh, just to say also that I've been very encouraged by the collaborative approach that our industry has taken to this. Uh, we've had many, many discussions with many, many stakeholders over the last two months uh, in developing protocols uh, for working together and, and getting the industry back up and running. And without doubt, everybody has put their shoulder to the wheel and supported that process. And that's incredibly encouraging. And at odds with sometimes the perception that has been there in the past, we have a culture and a, a momentum now of really collaborating together to try and get our industry going again. And that's been very encouraging. We're very pleased now that we've you know, had good engagement with government and with Sport Ireland, uh, we've come together and we've developed a set of protocols and procedures to provide a basis for our industry starting to emerge from the um, restrictions. We're also very fortunate, I guess, in comparison to other activities in that the sport horse activities are non-contact. We don't rely on large spectator attendance to, uh, in most cases, for our, our activities to proceed. And we can adhere to the social distancing requirements. So we're well positioned to emerge from this in line with the government regulations. I think a lot of people will be aware of Horse Sport Ireland's very comprehensive submission for reopening the sport. Perhaps you could tell us a little bit about how that submission came together. We're different from other sports and sectors in that we have so many different stakeholders and streams to our activity. And I think that's the first point to make. It's not like a single um, sport or a single activity in that there are a number of different ways that people can participate and enjoy equestrian activity, right from the, the leisure side up to the high performance and um, professional side of the sector. So all of that has to be catered for in, in, in our thought process. But the key thing with our submission was that we focused on what we can practically do when somebody wants to partake in equestrian activity of any type. Uh, we can maintain the social distancing. We do have proper procedures in place which are robust. We have proper compliance officers at the at the venues. And that's the basis for giving comfort and 
security that we are responsible and that we're doing this in a, in a very responsible way. I think with other sports, th- there are other challenges. And one obvious challenge is the fact that team sports have a number of athletes on the field that play at the same time, which we don't have. We're outdoor and we will you know, continue to be outdoor in, in the first phase. The fact that we're in the, coming into the summertime helps with that. So I think there are a lot of similarities in the basics uh, that people are trying to achieve, but equestrian sport is a sport that can achieve those maybe a little easier than other, other sports. So thanks to that submission and that collaborative working, we've been lucky enough as an industry to be put into phase one. What does that mean? What does that look like for each of us on a day-to-day basis? So the key things from the first phase of the government's roadmap are that there is a five-kilometre uh, travel restriction in place. And that's set in place by the National Public Health Emergency Task Force and the government. Um, and any discipline that's starting is required to adhere to that. The other key thing is the social distancing measures, which we're all so familiar with now. And then all the other mitigation measures that one takes around hygiene and etc. Are, are critically important. But the key thing is that we've got equestrian activity into phase one. That's really important because there was a risk of being left behind had we not done that. Now that we're in phase one, it's up to us as an industry to demonstrate that we're responsible, we can adhere to these measures, we can put in place robust procedures. And then as the restrictions are eased over the coming phases, we will obviously be in a position to increase our activity in line with that. And we're working closely with our affiliates now to develop individual plans for return to competition across the equestrian industry in line with the protocols that are in place from the government. Ronan, as you've already explained, we're a big industry with a lot of different strands. This is a complicated issue. What other assets and resources does Horseport Ireland have available to help guide us through COVID-19? We've got a link on our website to all of the recommendations that are coming from government, both on the restrictions and on the government's roadmap, etc., and on our own submissions and protocols, but also on the government supports that have been made available to industry and businesses to assist during the COVID-19 crisis. That's a very good source of information. And also, you know, the Horseport Ireland staff were fully operational at the moment. People are welcome to to contact us at any time and we'll help where we can. And that COVID-19 information is directly linked off the front page of the HSI website at horsesportireland.ie. And this phase one situation that we've been discussing is very much to do with the sport horse industry. Breeding and veterinary care have been previously covered under other aspects of the government's response. Ronan, perhaps you could just remind us of that. We've been fortunate in that the breeding activity has been permitted to proceed during the restrictions, in particular thanks to the help of the Department of Agriculture. It is permissible to exceed the travel restrictions, provided you have your paperwork in order, etc., for the breeding activity that you're engaging in, bringing a mare to a stallion, etc., or to take a horse to vet, etc., for welfare reasons or whatever. Those are covered in under the equine farming protocols. And that's incredibly important that we continue to to ensure that the welfare and health and safety of our horses and uh, animals is is prioritised. I think for a lot of us out in the countryside and farms or yards or stables, it's easy to think that maybe this doesn't affect me. 
and to overlook how lucky we are to have been put by the government into phase one. On behalf of HSI, Ronan, do you have a sort of message for the industry at this critical point? The key thing is that it's been very difficult to navigate COVID-19. This isn't a normal set of circumstances. And we're working with the best possible information. But I think the big message for our industry is that we continue to maintain a very strong, cohesive approach to this. The responsibility is on every single person and entity in the sector to ensure that we comply with the legislation and what we're being asked to do and act responsibly so that we emerge as quickly as we possibly can from this. And as I said earlier, I've been very, very enthused by the way our sector has gone about this to date. And that's a very solid basis for us continuing to ensure that we, we do that. We want to be leading by example and demonstrating that we are responsible. Uh, but I think it's it's more than that. We It's not just about sport or about, you know, participation, etc. This is an industry. It's people's livelihoods. We need to act responsibly to ensure that we protect that because it's been, like many industries, totally devastated by the impact of this current pandemic. So there's a responsibility on everybody in the sector to ensure that we work together to protect that and to emerge from that in a responsible, staged, methodical, professional way, which can be robust and unquestionable. You know, we don't want people saying, well, the sport horse sector did something that they shouldn't have done. We want them to say, look at the sport horse sector. That's an example for everybody else to follow. We can't become complacent with this. It is human health. This is not some sort of dress rehearsal for something. It's a very, very serious global pandemic. And as a result, you know, we've got to be guided by the science and by the facts in our approach to all our activities. Obviously, we want to get going, but we want to get going in a responsible uh, and managed way. And that's where we are at the moment. And that's what we should continue to do. Ronan Murphy, CEO of Horseport Ireland. Thank you very much. Well, I hope you've enjoyed but also found this first podcast from Horseport Ireland very useful at what is a critical time for us all to be passing and sharing information. Please do also visit the HSI website at horseportireland.ie for all the information on COVID-19 and, of course, all aspects of Horseport Ireland's activities. And keep an eye on social media as well, where there are all those high-performance training tips and plenty more to keep you engaged at what is a very difficult time for us all. Thanks for joining me, John Kyle, and I look forward to talking to you again on the next Horseport Ireland podcast.